I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Jump Time AFL podcast. For what would have been round 8, 2020, we come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who blew the lid off the Adelaide training saga, it's Adam Rosenbachs. Ah, oh, g'day, Michael. It's uh, it's good to be here. I uh, just got back from South Australia uh, just a couple of days ago. I um, it was an accident. It uh, I didn't mean to get the crows in trouble, so I do apologise, Adelaide and Adelaide fans. But I was um, as I do at almost every golf course around Australia. I like to go into the water hazards and collect balls. <laughs> To resell on the golf courses. It's a little bit of a side hustle I've had for quite a few years now. <laughs> and particularly during these COVID times too. You've got, you got to learn oh, a, little, a little extra scratch, mate. Exactly. And so I was in there and I come out. I've got, I've got full witty, full scuba gear. Uh, you know, because some of those some of those lakes are pretty deep, those man-made <laughs> lakes on the golf courses. And so I came out and I was like, that's bloody Ben Hart. That's Ben Hart. And that, is that 16 of the Crows players just running around? And I was like, fellas. Do you want some cheap golf balls? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I texted some friends. I said, guess who I saw down the, down the thing? They didn't buy any golf balls, so I've pro- got... Um, probably not carrying their wallet with them at the time, unfortunately. Cause, I mean, they're, no, they were know, back in the rooms. They're on big money, so obviously if they see a cheap golf ball going, you've got to buy a bargain. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So junk timers, if you need any um, titleists... <laughs> that are uh, slightly water damaged, I've got a, a shit ton for sale. Been nibbled at by an alligator. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so they uh, should probably be kicked out of the league, I reckon, is probably the the, the main the main vibe I'm hearing from from my 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 room. <laughs> from your sources? <laughs> I mean, what? Because they were actually talking about the punishment. So if you don't know the story, the Adelaide, there was the players who were returning from interstate. Yep. Were went down to the Barossa. Uh, they stayed at a golf course uh, at the at the Novotel at the golf course. I believe maybe. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, and so anyway, they were they were out training on the fairways. I don't know about that. If I'm a golfer, get off my fucking fairways, mate. I don't want you dickheads running around. That's the thing. I because I think they said it's still an operational golf course, which uh, would fucking make Sam Newman fuming. But they, <laughs> but they were running around on like a fairway, and I, I, yeah. I don't know what do you do? You just go four and just kind of. Try not to hit a fucking full forward in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do they do, do they let you play through? They go, oh fuck, come on, mate. We're trying to we're trying to run drills of only two uh, only two each, and that was the thing. They said that they were in groups of two, and it's what we spoke about last week. That it morphed into a group of eight, I think, two groups of eight. Uh, I think you might. Yeah, I think I can't, it's kind of tricky to tell. What, they they weren't doing the social distancing, and it seemed no. to have become they they were working together as a unit. So mm. Matthew Nix would have been pretty happy about that. Oh, um, absolutely. And so they, they eventually someone, I think a golfer actually ratted them out. Fucking low, dog. But then also you that, golfer. But then also, like, 
come say last Monday, would you have known mm. the rules? Like if you saw a bunch of footballers hanging out in a park training, would you have instantly done the math and gone, "Oh wait a second, you're not meant to be in pairs." Oh well, that's a contravention of AFL law thirteen point eight a. I'm gonna give Gil McLaughlin a very stern email and see if he gets back to me. Like, would you have known that? Oh uh, yeah, because they made a big deal about uh, when they said that WA players could train in groups of ten, and the AFL were red hot on saying no, only groups of two, because we don't want that unfair advantage. So. I imagine this would have been straight for the uh, the Black Ops Integrity Unit. They yeah, would have been sure. like fucking... The sirens would have been sounding. Like they would have burst into into action. I'm surprised actually didn't see, um, yeah, SEAL Team uh, four points dropping down from helicopters when you were <laughs> trying to offer them a golf ball. Yeah. And so they're, they're talking about uh, the sanctions probably going to come down either today or tomorrow morning. And they're just kind of talking about there's no point in giving them a fine because clubs are taking a massive financial hit as it is. So they're, they're looking at um, probably docking them points. I would say, as you said, maybe getting rid of the Adelaide Crows. I think they've had enough chances and they've blown them. I think like how many do you want? I think this is probably the biggest controversy we've ever had in Australian rules football. Absolutely. This is the darkest day in uh, sport. Mm, yeah. And we've been talking about, I think, I think since that politician said the darkest day in Australian sport, We've had about 17 or 18 darkest days <laughs> in Australia. What about if the Crows have to relocate to Tassie? Ah, Tassie that's team. a good one. Solved. Bang. You did it. You blew it. Go fucking down there. All of you. All of you. Go. That's a really good one too. And I imagine Tassie's probably a bit safe as well. I don't know the, the rules they have at the minute, but I think if you mm. want to train in more than pairs, then they're probably happy to help you out because I imagine yeah. their cases aren't that massive. So have you got the Hobart Crows? Are you happy with that? Uh, I'd go with that. I'm not going to speak for the people of Hobart because uh, yeah. it's a team that I'm never going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Mofos? If it was the, well, they in my mind seem to be a major organisation in Tasmania that can get behind an AFL team, and yeah. also seem to have money to burn. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, there are some big corporations down there, but it appears to me like if there is going to be a sponsorship deal, they would probably get on board. And what a better way to expose the uh, Museum of Modern Art to mm. a bunch of rabid fans of the <laughs> AFL <laughs> coming down to Hobart. But how did the players not know? Like, how did they think that they were going to get away with that? Like, they're just more from two into groups of eight. And you go, there's golfers there. There's people watching us. Yeah, 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 yeah. You fucking idiots. I think it was the Adelaide CEO. He got onto the radio and he, he was actually very contrite because I feel like he thought oh, we fucked up real bad here. And so he yeah. was very much like, this was our mistake, you know, where we, we apologise profusely. Because I think they actually got special permission from the police as well to go to the Barossa Valley in the first place. And to, oh, is that right? I, I, feel like th- I feel like they did. So I think they, This goes right to the top. And, and I think it comes to as well, when it comes to the AFL and this COVID world, that mm. the AFL are very big on we don't want to look like we're getting special treatment from pe- from yep, yep. For people. Um, and Stephen Hawking, during the week, uh, he basically gave a call to all the clubs and said, whatever you do, don't fuck up. And so then Adelaide said, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> but they were even talking about it initially. I don't, I don't know what the actual sanctions will be, but people were talking about, you know, if they fucked up, like, in terms of breaking protocols, it'd be 10 weeks suspension. Fucking hell. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and also, I don't think you can suspend the players because it would decimate the list. I don't think if you took 16 players away from Adelaide, they'd be cooked. I know. It's almost like it, it didn't happen like about three or four years ago. Like <laughs> a whole bunch of yeah, players were true. suspended. 
That's true. So they're looking. I reckon they'll dock them points. I reckon we're going to see that. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like money doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, yeah. When they've laid down the da- laid down the rules, and also the rules of the actual state involved as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Kind of. You know. Chuck. What do you, and what do you chuck them? Five grand. Ten grand. Fifty grand. Like, what does any of that It'd mean? Have to be a couple hundred. I reckon you bankrupt them. Okay. Gotcha. So, so they can the still be a club, but now everyone's doing it for free. And we'll see how much they love footy then. <laughs> yeah, playing for the jumper, hey? Are you? Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you love the Crows, do you? Yeah, let's see how much you fucking love the Crows. So we're still a bit up in the air about when footy is coming back and if we're going to have hubs and all that kind of stuff. But I found it interesting mm. they talk about, A, they were talking about having like a drive-through testing unit at Marvel Stadium. Yeah. So you could pull up in your car... And get a swab up your nose before you go in before the game, I suppose. Oh, see, I didn't even think it was before a game. Because you would need to be tested, I would say, during the week. So they know prior to a game, I would imagine that you don't have it. Sure. So maybe, like, a team's going to train at Marvel, maybe? So they can kind of keep people all in the same spot? I'm, oh, I'm very confused f- by the whole thing, Adam. Very confused. Perhaps that could be one of the hubs down there, down at Marvel. I, um you know, because there'd be many empty places uh, at the Docklands, so they could put up fucking, put up the whole comp in the Docklands because no one's fucking down there. That's true, actually. If people, like, even if, like, 55 players get sick, like, they can still have, like, three apartments to themselves to quarantine. <laughs> exactly. Or you could put, like, one player could live with his family in the um, the Melbourne Star Observation Wheel bubble. <laughs> and so you go, oh, you want to come down? It's another 25 minutes before you can get off. And then you live in that. How good would that be? And also, it's a little bit different to quarantining by the fact if you're, like, in a, in one of the bubbles there and then, like, yep. your kids are in the next bubble and your oh, wife yeah. or girlfriend is in the next bubble, you yep. can still see each other. So you're not actually in the same room. But you can still wave and, you know... It's uh, beautiful, you know, hold and up you've notes. got yeah, and you've got great views of the Balti. The only problem I can see with that, though, I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's a great idea, is just Thank that you. so many millions of Melbournians are going to miss out on going on that on, on the that, wheel on that wheel. Yeah, and I know. I mean, it's such a big, it's a big part of Melbourne life, don't you think? Well, I, I don't know what Sam Newman is going on about getting back on the golf courses. I've been protesting to get back on the Melbourne Star Observation Wheel. I mean, I've always said for a long time, once the wheel stops, Melbourne stops. <laughs> we do miss it. We do miss it. Hey, we want to say thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. You guys have been absolutely fantastic and we love you. So if you want to jump on board, get down to patreon.com slash junktimeaflpod and show your support because we appreciate it. Yeah, it's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now... One, this, uh, fuck, the joy this is going to bring me, junk timers, you don't understand. Michael this week was okay. owned by Warwick Kappa. Yeah, Michael, sure. go ahead. Okay, so I want to say thank you to all the people who've signed up for Wiz Chella. I've, I've, I've pronounced it, I'm now calling it Wiz Chella. Great. Um, so maybe I think for the Zoom that we do uh, next Saturday, maybe people could mm. dress up, you know. Like dress up like they're going to Wiz Chella. What would you wear? Oh, yeah. What would you wear to a Warwick Kappa themed music festival? Tight shorts, Fuck. obviously, but a lot of us will be sitting down, so we can't see them. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's. Um, uh, I, I imagine a lot of um, leopard print. Yes, yes, actually, perfect. Yes, leopard mm. print, uh, sunglasses indoors. indoors yeah, white sun, white sunglasses. <laughs> or wearing. Okay, or being indoors and wearing white sunglasses on your head. Yeah. So you're not actually wearing them on your eyes, but yeah. wearing them on your can, head. 
What about to to kind of pick like just um, to narrow it down so people know what to dress? Pretend you're going to the Melbourne Cup in the public bit. <laughs> if you want to dress like a nun, go for it, mate. <laughs> yeah, or if you want to wear like a white suit with white alligator um, skin uh, shoes, that's fucking perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna see what I have in the cupboard, and I might see if what I can put on. And um, oh, what's that? Oh, that's a I've got a man bun over there. I might be able to wear that. Um, <laughs> And uh, also get creative with your um, Zoom backgrounds as well. Yes, that'd We'd be love fun. That. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're looking. I'm actually, I'm looking forward to it because I just don't know how it's going to be. The whiz on Zoom because we're going to have to mute everyone because if anyone talks, it means that their uh, screen pops up. So it's just going to be whiz doing what he does, which we have no fucking idea what that is. Yeah. For however long he's going to do it, and we have no fucking idea how long that is. We don't know anything about this. Yeah, so if what we figure we might do, if you people who, who are coming along, and also I encourage the other listeners out there as well, if they want to send a question to junktimealphapod at gmail.com, we can throw it to the whiz. I figure what we're going to do, mm. kind of we're going to mediate it, I suppose, you know, Adam yeah. and myself, and let the whiz do his thing. Um, and But yeah, send in a question and we can uh, we can throw it to the whiz. And, you know, whatever that question may be, I might have to clean up a few of them. But... Uh, <laughs> But we'll talk about his life and times. And he, I mean, and the thing, and he will remind us a number of times that he kicked 103 goals in a year. But mm. we do need to genuinely remember, like, he, he was a fucking phenomenal footballer and, and fucking was the toast of the Sydney Swans when they uh, yeah. got huge in 86. And yeah. and well, I watched a few highlights of him during the week. And fuck, man. I mean, the, the guy obviously took a high mark, but he was fucking clean, like, one grab, like, none of those juggling yeah, shit. Right. Like, he really was um, an incredible player. And the other thing that you forget is that he he, uh, he loves you like a brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he is from Tasmania. If we don't get that out of him, I'm fucking I'm 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 calling up and saying fucking pay us back, okay? Pay yeah, so mate, mate, he that I reckon that is going to happen in the handover when we introduce <laughs> him. We're going to get that. That's going to be the opening minute, mate. <laughs> Okay, so we had a bit of back and forth this week. So we've, uh, yep. yeah, so we had to change the date, unfortunately. The, the Wiz is a very busy man. Busy mate. man. Very um, busy. So it now has changed. I've sent an email to all the people involved, but um, uh, if they don't uh, get that email or whatever, you know, hits a bird, uh, it's changed to May 16 at 7 pm. So this coming Saturday. So I sent an email to the Wiz saying, you know, hey man, how do you run these things? You know, how long do you go for? Like, you know, what's the yep. what's the go? Because he, yep. you know, he does a lot of them. And yep. he, uh, so you you asked a lot of relevant questions yeah, about yeah, how the yeah, night was yeah, going to proceed. Yeah. Yeah. And he came back and said, uh, uh, basically along the lines, uh, just um, in not so many words, but uh, just pop the fee into my bank account and <laughs> send me a screenshot when you've done it. <laughs> But I uh, got the phone number. Got the phone number of the Wiz. So that, that's all he wrote in that email? No, no, no. He wrote, I, oh. wrote, he wrote I can ask any question you want. Uh, I yep. love it. You set up and send me the link. So meaning yep. send the we link do to the Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. We, do the, yeah, we do the groundwork. Then he came back to me earlier this week and um, just wanted to clarify the date because he thought we were going to be doing it last night. On yeah, the 9th. Saturday, yeah. Yep. Um, and For my birthday. Yeah, that, oh, fuck, what a birthday treat that would have been. Oh, that would have been great. Would have been great. Uh, we doing tomorrow, Mick? Let me know. Uh, no. I do love that he's calling you Mick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get called Mick by my family, but not many other people. Well, no one else. Yeah. Yeah. I have a weird thing with my name. Like, comedy friends call me Chambo. My, I've got a few friends who call me Mikey. Mm. Um, my footy club and cricket mates call me Mickey. 
And my family and called me... Chinna. Called me Mick. Yeah, Chinna, that's my school nickname. So all my high school mates would call me Chinna. That's weird, yeah. Yeah. Everyone you know calls you cunt. Hey! hey <laughs> So he came back at me. Uh, we doing tomorrow, Mick? Uh, let me know. No. Spell N-O. Should not be spelled like Mate, that. Mate, he doesn't need—he <laughs> doesn't need heaps of letters, you know. It's just. Well, time slot will be gone, so I had to go back to Weirs and say, "Oh, we clarified." And then he was busy for twenty-three, so I came back and we worked out sixteenth. Um, uh, All good. Yep. Anyway, I came back at him and said, "Just to come double check, uh, how about?" Uh, oh, I went back to confirm uh, March twenty-three. Mate. Uh, yeah, I know, but I wrote March, right? Oh, right. So, so right. This, this is what happens, right? <laughs> so he came back and said, it's May 8th. You losing it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, when Warwick Capper is questioning your sanity, you're uh, in fucking lose, Losing spelled L-O-O-S-I-N-G. Yep, uh, absolutely. Anyway, eventually a bit of back and forth, blah, 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 blah. We worked out yep. May, uh, May 16. Awesome. Locked it in. Um, and so when I came back for the very final confirmation, yep. just because I want to be like, I, I feel like I've got to kind of just lay down the facts to the weirs and just be like, make yep. this very clear, you know. Yeah. Came back again and uh, said, <laughs> okay, Saturday, and again, I wrote March. Saturday, March 16th, 7 p.m., um, work for you. Came back at me and said, lol, May 16th, perhaps. So yep. he fucking zing me. And yep. then he's come back again right after that and kept <laughs> keep off the drugs, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. Uh, but it does say keep if the drugs, kid. So, Well, you know, <laughs> I and O. They're very I, close I can work it out. I can work it out. Yeah, I, got exactly, there. I got there exactly, in the end. Yeah. Yeah. You got owned by Warwick Kappa. I got fucking owned. So that's, the, uh, that's, yeah, that's my adventures of Warwick Kappa. But I have his number. I've got his bank details. So... Fuck. Did you send in the screenshot of the money? I did, yeah, sure. So if I if I wanted to get into the world of uh what do they call it? Uh identity fraud? Yep. And I wanted to take on the identity of Warwick <laughs> 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 you, you could do it quite easily. I just had to take on his lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're ringing like um, say, a government agency <laughs> and they go, Is this you, Warwick? You go, oh, I love you like a brother. <laughs> I am from Tasmania. Oh, Warwick, I think your form <laughs> says here you were born in Victoria. Uh, <laughs> do you want a cappuccino? <laughs> okay, uh, your mate, Mick Malthouse. He's come out. He's, cu- he's come out swinging. I love the fact that he's got a platform. I think we need to hear probably once a week is not enough. I think that Mick Malthouse needs a daily platform. We need to but hear from him more, yeah. Yeah, he's come out against the, uh, the China game. The Port Adelaide home game. Yeah, because, I mean, that game won't be happening in China this year, which is weird because I can't think of anything that's happened in China this year. I'm scratching my head. I don't know why 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 they've called it off. That's strange. I don't really know what's going on. But um, he came out during the week very angrily against the the China game. And the Chinese government. Yeah, saying things like, uh, we shouldn't be uh, selling our soul to China. I I feel a bit of my soul does go every time I see Port Adelaide play in Shanghai. You know, you just go to bed a little bit empty that night. You're like, fucking hell, man. It's just, is that what we're about? Is that is that what we've become? There have been times when uh, Adela- uh, Port Adelaide has played in China and mm. I see on the Sunday night, Robbo puts out his calls for 
um, readers likes and dislikes. Likes and dislikes, yeah, yeah. And I just don't have the I don't have it in me to send in a like or a dislike. That that's how serious it gets when you say pot pie in China. <laughs> it just mixed right. It just there's just something about it. it's just an emptiness that it takes weeks for every AFL fan to recover from. It says they're only going there for one reason, money. Uh, you sell yourself. Oh, fuck. This way it gets kind of quite. Uh, it's another side of Mick. <laughs> mm. a, a grumpier side that we haven't seen before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good on him for getting it out there. <laughs> the last thing you need is to tell us all, and I think mm. most people are seeing that. I'm not anti Chinese. Isn't he? I'm not anti Chinese. Am I anti Chinese government? Yes, I am. Any re- regime so right. that suppresses free opinion, free voice, free religion automatically rolls me. That rolls him. Fucking hell. Automatically. Automatically. Mickey just, just hears those words and gets furious. Oh, like if, if the AFL went to Syria, he'd be riled. He'd be <laughs> like, this fucking Assad regime. I just, I can't tolerate it. When Dennis Rodman orchestrated a basketball game in North Korea, Mick Malthouse was fucking ropeable. Fucking ropeable. I mean, I've always wanted to see Hawthorne play a game in, Rus- in Russia. And mm, if, I, I mean, wouldn't now. And if Mickey doesn't want that kind of shit going on, I'm, nah. I mean, fuck, you know. I mean, but there, a lot of Rupert was involved in that one, but they uh, yeah. won't be able to get him. They'll never play in Venezuela on, on Mixed Watch. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what. Uh, tell you what. Um, but, uh, I mean, also, to be able to rile Mick Malthouse, like, this guy is just, he's so calm and level-headed all the time. It's really weird for him to get so riled up about something that literally does not involve <laughs> him whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not anti-Chinese. I'm anti-Chinese government. Awesome. Mm. Fuck. Hey, uh, you can watch Mick Milehouse on his new show on Sky News at <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 8.30 on a Monday. Yeah. But David Kosh didn't like, didn't like hearing any of this shit. He's fired back hard, Kosh. He's come back hard. He came back. I do feel like it may be a little bit too hard. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. <laughs> he went that. So here we go. So Koshi says, uh, Koshi's pretty much my Lee Matthews. Oh, remember why we did China? China is aimed at making sure this club has a financial resource to have a fully funded footy program. I, I, I mean, I got to, even with that question right there, and I feel, mm, you know, apologies, mm. Port supporters, but like, I feel mm. like if you have to go and sell games to fucking China, like, are you managing your club that well that you fucking have to rely on a game in China each year to fucking keep your club club afloat? Well, did they have a dysfunctional uh, footy department pre going to China? Like, were they just sitting there going, "Fucking hell, there's a million and a half dollar hole here. What are we going to do?" Fuck, I don't know. Let's go to China. Mm, yeah, you know what the people of Australia want to see? Their favourite mm. footballers running around yeah. in Shanghai. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, the business of running an AFL club is about having a whole lot of different income streams, not based on the results of the football club. <laughs> but then he got a bit rich here, so I'm just going to yeah. scroll down. He said, oh, if it was up to Mick Malthouse, he'd bring... This, this is actually... I, I, I'd be I'd be annoyed if I was Mick Malthouse, but I, I, yeah. I imagine Mick Malthouse is already annoyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's riled. He's yeah. riled. Like he went out and, then, you know, it was windy. He went, oh, I'm furious. I'm riled up. <laughs> um, we should ban the wind. Uh, oh. If it was up to Mick Malthouse, he'd bring back the white Australia policy of the 50s. Okay, that's <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Would he? Yeah, right, okay. That's, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's out of line for people to have an opinion on the Chinese government by the fact that uh, <coughs> too, many un- 
Tiananmen Square. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, uh, yeah, I think to uh, suggest that someone might want to bring back the wider stripe policy is a bit of a stretch, Koshy. Bit of a stretch. Maybe. I, no, I think he's under something. Mick Moltaz, closet white supremacist. Maybe wake up after 5am every now and then, Koshy, and just see what that's like for your, yeah, for yeah. your, for your emotional health. Um, Kane Corns. Oh, what? Has he got a platform? <laughs> Has Kane Corns said something this week? Hang on, hang on. Fuck it out. Why don't Kane Corns and Mick Malthouse do a show? A double act. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so grumpy old men. <laughs> I mean, Kane yeah. younger than that. Yeah, grumpy, grumpy young man, grumpy old man. Great. I love it. Grumpy men. Take it on the road, mate. Take it on the road. Yeah. People need to see well, that live. Once, once we're allowed into other states, I reckon that's a huge uh, seller. Forget the Wiz. Forget Wiz Cheller. Well, I was about to say, like, if we have Wiz Cheller, how about we have, if we can get the people on board, the junk timers out there, get mm. a Zoom conversation going with uh, Mick Malthouse and Kane Corns. And how would can, it be if we had those two at a live show? Well, I feel how like you reckon we could just go? ask them, like, geopolitical questions, you know, about, <laughs> you know, the financial <laughs> situation in Germany pre-war. Yep. Uh, so, Kane Corns came out, uh, I think it was Sunday Footy Show last week, uh, and he said that Alex Jeselenko's mark in the 1970 Grand Final was overrated. Overrated, mate. How can you say such a thing? It's probably the greatest mark that has ever been taken in our game. And he has come out, and he has not only... I mean, there was 120,000 people who should be riled up, because they all roared. And if they were wrong... In Kane, like Kane Corns just, in his mind, they just should have gone, oh yeah, fair mark, play on, kick it. Uh, can I ask a quick question? Have you ever watched the 1970 Grand Final? Um, it's probably been on a marathon and I've seen bits of it, but no, not the whole thing. Yeah, so not from start to finish. No. I actually, I actually, I feel like maybe maybe the, the uh, quarantine has got to me. Mm. I feel like I actually agree with Kane Corns. Is that right? Yeah, I feel like that's actually an overrated mark. Now, I think that Eddie Eddie came out with a bit of a tonning cheek thing on Footy Classified during the week, saying, uh, you know, Kane's you know an idiot, and and you know, what are you talking about, and you know, then yeah. you blah blah blah. Eddie loves a joke, but I feel like for hang time, it's not a massive mark. Like it's a nice mm. leap on the leap on the top of the back, and then we're yeah. off. But in terms of like actual mark, and also on one person, not a pack mark. And also, it wasn't a crucial moment either. Like, I think it was in the third, which then, and, you know, you came back from like 42 points or whatever. 44, but, mate. But if it was like, you know, in the last quarter, 25, 29 minutes, and you've, you know. So you're saying if it was like Brendan Goddard's mark in 2010. That's a really good point. I'd actually put Goddard's mark ahead of Jeslanko's mark. Would you really? Call me Kane Corns. Call me Kane Corns. Fuck, mate. You are going to be on um, SEN in Adelaide very shortly. I mean, shortly. my Twitter is Chamberlain M. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Come at me. But yeah, I feel like uh, overrated. I feel like maybe, and it also could be a thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being silly here. I don't know. But maybe high-flying marks weren't all that common back in 1970. Oh, that's a really good point, actually. Mm. It probably wouldn't have been a part of the game back then because now, it was deemed to be an unsafe thing to do. Well, there was the classic mark of Royce Hart in the 67 grand final. And then, yep. obviously, they talk about Bob Pratt and Joe, John Coleman being, you know, high-flying, um, you know, markers. But also, the only footage we have of that kind of stuff is, um, you know, photos, you know. Yep. Lucky yep. enough to be taken out, like, you know, 
fall forwards like Peter Hudson and stuff, I can you could barely get, you know, a foot off the ground. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, Modro would have taken, you know, a handful. Oh, fuck the whiz, man. Like the whiz yeah, took that's way true. Well. Yeah. So maybe by the fact it was in a grand final and we actually had footage of it, maybe that's why people got excited about it. But what I'm trying to say is Alex Jezelenko is an overrated hack and he <laughs> should be taken out of the Hall of Fame. Yep, no, where's, my, where's my Kane Volcano <laughs> segment? <laughs> I'm with you, man. You've swung me around. Are you a little bit concerned about Roaming Brian not being around this year, Adam? Well, I was worried about it, but then Channel 7 have come out and said, hey, we are going to do... A COVID version of Roaming Brian. Yeah, sure. So, that so was... I would have thought the players would have been like, thank fuck <laughs> that, the China, that this Chinese lab has created <laughs> this disease uh, and the 5G towers have brought upon us this great disease that has gotten rid of Roaming Brian. Yeah. But Channel 7 are going, nah, mate, nah, we're going to do it. We don't know how, but we're going to do it because they haven't said exactly the way it's going to be. But they are still going to do it. Because they were talking to the boss of Channel 7 during the week and they were talking about maybe mm. the kind of some of the various uh, coverage uh, technology they have to bring in by the fact, to kind of, by the fact they're going to do commentators not at the ground. Yeah, they're going to commentate on the tube. Yeah, they're going to do that in the studio. And I feel like Fox Footy has done that a little bit of late. Or, th- well, radio does it every now and then. Yeah, so I think Fox Footy might do it a little bit in the... Um uh, pre-season, because I was watching one game where the feed dropped out and it cuts back to the commentators. I think it was Brad Johnson and Jared Healy and maybe Dwayne Russell. And they had nothing to say because oh, they okay. couldn't, see the, couldn't see the game anymore. So they were just like, oh, there's a lot of – it was uh, pretty hot in that third quarter sort of thing and you're just going, you can't see the game. That's a good point. I feel like also Fox Footy maybe last year for some games, they would send the commentators of the game and a cameraman, yep. um, but they would have the directors and vision switchers back in the studios in Melbourne. So they oh, okay. can, you know, send three or four people as opposed to 10 or 12. The whole team. Yeah. And I think they were talking, though, they were going to have the boundary rider still at the game. Yes, they are the canary in the mine. <laughs> <They> are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you putting your hand up for that one, though? Are you really? Like, you know, they go, Richie, Richo, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah, like um, pretty busy this weekend. Okay, Lingy, <laughs> yeah. lingy mate. You don't, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be around 44 blokes sweating and spitting and doing the Bushman's hanky? No, no, I don't. Um, and they talk about roaming Brian, but they're trying to work out how they can do a COVID version, mm. which I think is probably Brian in a studio trying to talk to players while cameraman is again the canary in the mine. But then also, it would, the way I probably would work is that they would have to put a headset on them unless they have a speaker coming out of the, of the audio. Yeah, but see, but see, the good, the thing that we love about Roaming Brian that everyone looks forward to is what he finds when he goes into the rooms. Like I've, yep. I've seen him pick up sandwiches. He's picked up uh, pizza once. He went into a room and there was nothing in there. There's little things like that that you just can't get when someone else is running it. This is only BT's magic that brings this to life. Yeah, my favourite bit is when he <laughs> tries to go into a room they shut the door on his face. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> so you, you won't get that. You don't get that. Like, shutting the door on a cameraman, you'd be like, oh, that's not as much fun as when BT's shut down. Um, it could be actually an exciting time, though, for innovation by the fact that they have to work out how to make things more exciting if they have a... Yeah. You know, they, they're probably... We could actually end up getting some stuff out of this that will stay with the coverage. Yep. 
They, they, they are talking though. They are talking about putting uh, crowd noises underneath still. But I think what the more the more likely thing they'll do is do like the goggle box type thing where they'll be in fans' homes and you'll get responses to goals and things like that. Yeah, a little bit like the NFL draft. That seemed to work okay. Yeah, yeah. Like they had people, um, fans kind of on the couches watching and cheering and stuff like that. So I, I wouldn't mind that, you know, if there's yeah. a goal and they cut to, you know, five or six families, you know, kind of cheering on a couch. I, uh, that'd be okay. Yeah, and like cut back to my couch and it's empty at three-quarter time. <laughs> but that's the thing too. So if you're going to have, you know, well, let's not have families. Let's just like have grown adults over 18 Mm. Get as fucking drunk as you possibly can <laughs> <laughs> before the game. Yeah, yeah, with lots of breakables on Channel 7's money, right? Yeah, and then and then you get to kind of just and and also you know obviously um, bring in the audio too. And so mm. whenever you know Levi Casbot kicks one on the full, you can actually hear the passion of the fans. That's what we want. Hear the laughter. <laughs> you know what? I I was at a Adelaide Crows game, and uh, I think it was it might have been the game that. Juddy did his knee. So I was at the MCG and Levi got the ball and Carlton had moved it from the back line. He got the ball in the on the half-forward flank and went to have a shot at goal and put it so far out on the full and over 55,000 people pissed themselves laughing and I was sitting there with Dave Hughes and I was like, I reckon that's just set the record for the biggest amount of laughs <laughs> in the world. Because you wouldn't get that at a comedy. Who's doing gigs to 55,000 people? <laughs> so. yeah, it's your team. That's very funny. Yeah. What about your your uh, old teammates fucking They're on the dots, cheating? They? Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So there's been uh, – and for Hawthorne fans out there, actually, I think it's the footy, Fox footy – podcast they've had a couple of interesting uh two-parter with uh ruffy and jordan lewis talking through their yeah. careers called the golden years yeah no it's actually been a good pod and there's another hawthorne pod called the golden years actually so it's a bit of it uh um mm. what do you call it it IP. No. yeah ip yeah um and so they had a little bit of a scam when they get off the would, drugs mate yeah when they <laughs> when they'd go into the get their um uh, fat folds? Skin folds tested. Yeah, sorry. I'm all over the Skin shop. Folds. Yeah, mate. Get off the drugs, mate. <laughs> and so they'd go in in pairs, right? So they said initially they'd go into the dietitian with um, uh, about five or six of the blokes. And uh, they'd go, oh, it's too too loud in here, so get out. So they'd go in in pairs. And so Ruffy and Lewis would always go in in pairs. And so while they get measured, they'd go, oh, 13 on the stomach. And the other one would take up the, the role of scribe. And so mm. they'd write down the number. And so if it was like 13, they'd go, hmm, 10. And then they'd go down to, you know, the, the hips and they go, oh, 15. And they go, okay, cool, 12. And just take a, little, <laughs> take a little bit off. It's quite a cunning plan. It is a very cunning plan. But also, wouldn't the dietitian like when they looked back at the list and go, they're, they're wrong? I thought about that. But then I thought about if you did it for like 45 people, True. How, many, how many numbers would you remember, you know? And you're kind of poking around. And I think they do, I think they said they do seven or eight spots on the body. So when you yep. have that many figures, like you're not yeah, really going to remember, are you? Yeah. But then they talked about coming back from the 08 grand final when they came back to preseason. And Hawthorne had, oh, yeah. Yeah, had an extra person worth of body fat. <laughs> That's fantastic. So and they that, just, and, they and, <laughs> and 75% of that was Stewie Jew. Hey! There we go. Whoa! He's very large. 
So, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's fun. A bit of fun and games, mate. But I think they oh, said that they, the they spread it through the rest of the team. So the, the rest of the team got onto it as well. So they went in and, you know, took on the role of Scribe as well. So basically, Hawthorne's efforts were even better to win the three-peat by the fact that they well, were so overweight. Chunky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say that actually, if they didn't win the three flags, you'd be like, well, guys, maybe you shouldn't have done that, but it didn't matter. <laughs> And also, it's very brave to be putting on weight in um, in a striped jumper. Yeah, you no, can you're see right. It, so. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, it's not white. Yeah, yeah. They've been big trouble. Mm. Hey, we got a few footballers in real life, man. Hit me. Um, thank you, all the people. Actually, we didn't mention this, but people who um, uh, listened to the Narrowly Meadows watch along that we did the other week or the yeah. other day, uh, we got more watch alongs coming along. Uh, and also to the people on our Patreon and and our friends send in the questions for the Weirds. Here we go. From Jack. Spotted Mitch McGovern in Brunswick West was with a lady and a naughty dog at the dog wash. Brackets told his friend to wash the dog and he would grab a couple of coffees, leaving the poor lady with the boisterous dog who wasn't that keen for a bath. Oh. Well, he went to get coffees. At least he was doing something. A little doggy. And good on him for living so close to Princess Park as well. Good old Brunswick West. Uh, from James, I was listening to episode 240 where you were discussing doing a Zoom call with Warwick Kappa and the prospect of some crude language. That reminded me of a game I went to last year where I was Vox Pop by the Wiz himself. Sheesh. Oh, there you go. I wonder who the Wiz are working for. Maybe the Swans, maybe doing like some um, website oh, stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, perhaps. Maybe. Fuck, but, but you reckon they'd know what he's like. Yeah, um, the only other thing I think of is maybe Channel 31. Like, that's an online format now. Is it? Yeah, I believe it is, yeah. yeah. But even then, they would know what he's like. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Channel 31 feels a bit above Wizard Station. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, GWSV The Swans at Giant Stadium, the Beanstalk. Mm. And I was heading to the game with my brother-in-law. He's a Giants fan, I'm a Swans fan. Oh, mixed marriage. And uh, we were kitted out in our respective team colours. We were running a little late to the game, so very few people were left outside the stadium. All of a sudden, I spot the Wiz making a beeline for us. Microphone in go. hand, camera in tow. Fuck, that's when you, oh, that's yeah. when you run. That's when you get yeah. out. Get out, <laughs> get out of there, yeah. He says something about being on a footy show. Didn't catch which one. Damn. I feel like that is not true. <laughs> I feel like he's not on. Uh, yeah. And jump straight into implying that we were gay and that it must be <laughs> awkward in the bedroom after the game when one of our teams had lost to each other. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's yeah. why uh, he doesn't get a lot of jobs. Yeah, and yeah, we, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're gonna shut that shit down real quick uh, next week. Uh, aside from the homophobia, he struggled to string a coherent sentence together and ended up fluffing the joke. Joke in inverted <laughs> commas. It's awkward as fuck, and I'm pretty sure the camera operator gave. I'm pretty sure the camera operator gave me an apologetic look as we walked off. Not sure if our interview ever went to air. Okay, yeah. Sure. Let's just say it's for personal use only. I don't think that was for a uh, football show that's on the television. Yeah. Uh, it's a pilot he's working on, you know. Yeah, you got to keep working. But why, keep working. mate? Why couldn't he be on game day? Who doesn't need a little bit of a homophobic joke at eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning? Yeah, sure. Okay, pop him on front bar then, mate. Make the pitch when it comes back. Fucking make All the right. pitch every week. Warwick Kappa <laughs> should be on the show, I'll on the panel, my... on the panel, okay. rotating panel. Okay, so Mick has a week off, Andy Ma has oh. a week off, Sam Pang has a week off. A rotating panel, and the Wiz takes their place and just <laughs> to see what you've created. 
All right, I'll pitch that at our next production meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what have we got ourselves into? <laughs> uh, Imagine I pitched that and everyone be looking at me going, you fucking lost your mind. <laughs> no, 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 hear me out, hear me out. No, quarantine's been bad for Adam, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, even though we love him like a brother. <laughs> but he is from uh, Tasmania. Uh, from Brendan. So I think this is Brendan's third time in a row on the pod mm. for a football in real life. Uh, walk to our local park, uh, Victoria Road Reserve in Hawthorne to have a kick of the footy. Awesome, getting out, a bit of exercise. Got to do it. Two athletic, athletic gentlemen uh, tussling in the back pocket. The younger of the two launches a ball and absolutely shanks it out of bounds and into a tree. Hmm. Levi Casbolt? Hmm. Let's find <laughs> out. I have a little chuckle as I'm walking past and notice it's none other than West Coast Eagles legend Sam Mitchell giving a private coaching <laughs> session to young upstart James Warpedo Warple. Hmm. Hawthorne BNF winner. What a mm. champion. They run many full-length drills and at one point Sam returns my footy. A modest size for... AFLW ball to which he exclaims, that's not a bad footy. I continue to wrist torp straight through the high diddle diddle from the cricket pitch. <laughs> and long story short, I'm now on Hawk's supplementary list. <laughs> that's good. That's really cool. And is, is Sam Mitchell an assistant coach at Hawthorne? He is, yeah, yeah. He's, be, he's well, my male, Adam. My male. Here we go. Here we go. My Here we go. A bit of inside dirt. Here we go. My male is that he's basically been groomed to be the Clarko replacement. That's yeah, my, right. That's my mail. Right, my yeah. mail. And that was my ma- I got that mail from the Weirs out the front of <laughs> yeah. the front of Giant Stadium. My mail is that uh, he's a fucking idiot <laughs> and no one likes him. But that's just my mail. <laughs> but also, no, two people training together, Adelaide, fucking lift your game, mate. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Not even on and on a football ground, not on a golf course, doing it properly. We are going to hit the road. We are junktimeafterpod at Gmail, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Hinge, Bumble, uh, TikTok, uh, Twitch, MySpace, and the Gram. We're going to hit the road. Go! Go Blues! Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.